Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Kevin Johnson program. And we are back from our hiatus. We took a little time off for the winter, and it may have been longer than we expected, but we survived and we are here. So thank you so much for listening. And like I said before, these installments, we are speaking to people that are in the creative community in South Florida and beyond. So not only people that are local, but people who were local and have now moved on to greener pastures. And I want to introduce a gentleman that I've been working with for quite a while. He's a very funny guy, and he has, of course, always taken the time out in order to participate for our shows. And I find that uh, you, I hope that you will actually uh, fall in love with him too. His name is Kirkland Meadows. Welcome, Kirkland. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate, like I said, you always taking the time out of your uh, busy schedule in order to participate with our programs while you are creating that stepping stone to perform at Hard Rock Live and BB&T Center and the Improv. You worked with us, and now here you are. You're actually, uh, I believe you're actually, you've relocated now. Um, yes. yes, you've uh, re- you finally made the jump to go over to the West Coast, to Los Angeles, right. and to right. be a budding stand-up comedian. Right, this is where you should be if you want to be a comedian. Of this course. This is where you really should be. This is, and it's, you, you don't get it, and you get a lot of stage time. I mean, we didn't appreciate Right. And it, it, but you know, you could you could use that experience to watch. Do I try to use? You know, I try to just take that experience to watch other comics. You know. Well, let me step back to the beginning on how we met because I saw you in a show. It was a group of comedians. It was the Melting Pot Comedy Troupe. It was you, Pam Bruno, Doug Schnetzka. Uh, Teresa Carissimi, and I believe there was one other person. This was done at the Tamarack Theater of Performing Arts, which unfortunately is no longer with us. But you were, at, you and Pam actually, uh, were the standouts of that show. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, I love working with groups because groups kind of motivate you and they see things in you. They see things in you that you don't see in yourself. You know, and Pam, Pam, we work so close together. I miss Pam. Right. We we work close together, and we just we studied each other's stuff as well as our own. Each other grow. You know, it's, it was so unselfish. We just had that unselfish relationship. Me and Ag as well. We had, but it's it's just an, and I love working with groups. I, I worked with a few groups. I worked with Labor uh, uh, Days. I worked with. Labor Days, I went uh, with, okay, I went with uh, the, uh, a few groups in there, I forgot all of the names, a slice of 
Okay. Uh, you know, and I, I, I like working with groups because you get, plus you get more stage time with groups because then people feel like it's solid. You know, they don't have to worry about comics not showing up and stuff. And the audience kind of knows what they're getting. You know, it's all together. Well, not to go through a this is your life Kirkland Meadows, but I understand that you're a native of the Bahamas. Is that correct? Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. And how or uh, how old were you when you um, moved to the states, as I they call was, it? I was, I, I was uh, twenty one. Okay. 21, I moved to uh, Naples. Okay. Naples, okay. 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 I could do, you know, and like, 
I always like to write and I always like would tell stories because like in the islands, when you in the islands, most people would just sit out on the porch and talk. That's pretty much, you know, like the evenings were spent some TV, but not, it wasn't cult TV, you know what I mean? Right. And we would sit out on the porch and talk, you know, the adults would talk, you know, the adults and the kids would sit around and every once in a while you had a chance to tell a story, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's from that time, I always, I always liked doing that. I always loved telling stories to adults and making adults laugh. And that's what I miss in stand-up comedy because going to these open mics and these shows due to the fact that we're such in a generational standpoint where everything is now focused on trying to get people's attention it's always the one-liners it's always the 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 the, the, the quick hits the quick laughs as opposed to telling a story from start to finish and right. hitting those punchlines in between the story. That's exactly what it is. My question is, when did you decide to actually get up on stage? Um, or who encouraged you to get up on stage? Uh, well, I went, I, uh, I, went, I went to Fort Lauderdale about, this was like maybe 2000, uh, I come across a lot of these uh, comedy workshops, these stand-up comedy seminars. And when you started, did they happen to have these back then? Or did you have to just go to every open mic and just perfect your craft that way? Okay. You know what I mean? 
But you have to learn the craft. You have to learn. You have to learn the craft, and you have to know when to snipe your audience, and you have to know what to serve them. You know, and when to serve it. You know, you can't serve hot pizza in the morning. You know, regardless of how good that pizza is, people aren't in the mood for it. You know what I mean? And I, like, now when I go out, because like in Miami, I kind of go out and have the confidence and. You know, I know the show's gonna, you know, I know what jokes I can do to make this up, you know? And sometimes I go and they go like, okay, listen, could you go up and do your set just to pull the audience in? You know what I mean? And then you don't want to write. When you have a good set and you have that reputation or whatever, you don't want to write new stuff. So here I can, I write, I can write a lot of new stuff and not have the audience expect, you know what I mean? It's, it's expected to be great, so. So uh, I've been going, and there's so many places here to go. I mean, there's, you know, there's, you don't have to go in the center of LA. You can go to Long Beach, you can go to Torrance, you can, you know, like, there's communities that, that, I mean, the comedy is really accepted here. And the thing is, the thing is just getting on stage and, like anywhere, getting on stage. Get on stage, uh, but here you have to kind of—it's almost golden moments. You can't—you can't just do your regular set when you have a, an audience. You have to do your regular set and try new stuff. Okay. Because you're not gonna—the audience is not always there, and you go like, "How oh, no, this is?" You know, it's, uh, some audiences are just comics. You know, it's, but still, you can gauge. You know, you can gauge from their reaction, and the most important thing is talking in front of people, just saying it. Right. Don't let your ideas, like, die in your head, or just kind of, like, oh, I don't know, and, and I, and um, just saving the ideas and doing it and valuing the time. So what made you decide to say, because I know that you were planning on this, I know that you were planning on moving out to L.A., but what made you decide that this was the time to do it? Well, I was, I was always kind of bugging work. I was always checking emails to see. I was waiting for like a change in the company where they needed someone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, and I mean, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but like we got in, in this area, we got in trouble with, with, with the t- Fire tobacco. But, uh, but we got in trouble with them because the stores wasn't uh, the stores wasn't being as responsible as they like them to be. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's all I can say. <laughs> so I, I realized that they needed somebody, and then I had a the liquor experience. So I, I and I was always pushing, and all I was always watching the area is seeing and communicating with managers and anybody who came to LA I would always go like hey what's going on so when I, when it kind of happened like the the uh a manager a district person like suddenly from that area moved here and I go like hey you know and that's when I kind of go like okay I'm gonna keep in contact with him and then I call him and he's telling me the story and I go like what if I came and, you know, talked out with that. And he goes like, all right, 
because he knew I was a, you know, like a guy, you know, like dedicated, you know, he knew I was setting up, I wasn't going to, you know, drop the ball, so. Mm-hmm. So you basically had to figure out your work situation first before. Yeah, definitely, that's the best thing to do. Figure out work first. Even before an apartment, I mean, you figure out work. Figure out work first. Now, how is the housing situation out oh, there compared my to here? Goodness, it's almost twice as much. Okay. It's almost like, in a one bedroom, a nice one bedroom is sixteen fifty. Ooh. Oh. So it's like you're starting all over again. Starting off, which is a good thing. Which is a good thing because, like, I'm trying new stuff and I get to, I get to just try it and just, you know, sit in the middle. You know what I mean? And just try new stuff and try to make it better and try to kind of bring it up to the stuff that I've been doing, you know. And there's some people out here like, like helping me, uh, you know, John Wynn, you know, he's, Right. That seems to be everywhere, though, because, of course, uh, our scene uh, is uh, similar to, is almost like that. But I'm sure that now you've gotten, you've gone from a lake to a bigger pond. I do my regular stuff, but then I'm trying new stuff. And, 
and I'm reaching a point where I think I can do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got to write. Because, like, it, sometimes you just don't think you can write. You know what I mean? And sometimes you go, like, is my brain going to come up with something? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, is the, is the, is the, uh, is the golden goose dead? Yes. Now, as far as the art artistry, which we know that there is the performance factor, there's the artistry factor of being an entertainer. There's also the business side of being the entertainer as well, where you have to market yourself. So do you happen to have... I know that, like, for instance, you were doing all your notes on YouTube, but are you working on uh, trying to market yourself, trying to get yourself out there creating a demo reel and stuff like that? Okay. So they don't just see you and go, oh, that's, you know what I mean? They see you and go, like, that person's growing. That person is someone that will fit good with my growth. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Because, like, uh, you know, Jim Jeffries is a big right. comic, and he's working with Forrest Shaw, and he's, not, he's working with Forrest Shaw because they're growing. He, he kind of has the And speaking of Forrest Shaw, because I know that he was, well, actually, it was John Wynn who created Labor Days, which yeah, is a... Was, yeah, they were in it to be a co-creation. Right. Uh, that was like, uh, and you can find, uh, are, the, are, the, are the webisodes still up on YouTube? And can you explain the premise of Labor Days for those who... Mm-hmm. 
two people in LA go like, oh yeah, you're the guy in that. Because uh, 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 John, we brought it to, to California, put it in a, a film contest. Okay. Two people saw it, you know. And there was a lot of other uh, South Florida comics in there as well right. who did some cameos. Right. right. Initially, what I was working on is trying to get a, a three-bedroom a three bedroom apartment or rent a house. You know, and that would be like 2800 And I'm thinking of uh, starting like a, a patron like, uh, and just having space for comics to come to Florida. Okay. Come from Florida to L.A. You know, okay. No. Are you talking about Orlando Labor? No, oh, Orlando Labor. No, he's yeah, he's a genius. He's been on uh 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 not on the Tonight Show. He's doing really well. But I was I was talking about this is stand up comic. You know, I was watching him. His name is Kent Miller. Okay. Yeah. This is a great spot for him. This would be a great, you know, like, and I think of that, and I know, like, and there's a lot of comics who want to come out here, but just don't have anywhere to, to like, put their hands so they don't want to come, try to find a car, try to find a place, you know? Right. But if I have, like, a two-bedroom, I can go, like, hey, listen, uh, but, but I got scared that, I mean, would still try it as eventually. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll explore it later on. Well, I also think it's good that just in case if people want to once again get their feet wet or even if they, they plan to... Find out. I mean, if people come and find out what it is. Right, right. And um, also wanted to find out what is your take on the current state of affairs today? And how we are living in a society now where we have to tread carefully with our words, especially with comedians. Because, of course, 20, 25 years ago, of course, we could hear so much different material. And, you know, of course, there would be people that would be offense, would take offense to certain things. But not with the biggest backlash that we have today. So, how does one now tread carefully in this society today? Uh, uh, you know, it, it's um, uh, there's two ways to look at that. Uh, one is, I mean, it's the people like Jim Jeffries and Richard Pryor was the funniest comic that ever lived, and it just takes courage. It takes courage, and it takes. You gotta do it. I mean, if that's what you do, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, and at the same time, if you're clean, then it gives you, it moves your status up with the other crowd. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense also? So, um, I mean, I wish it wasn't there, but it's there and you have to, you know. I mean, it, it's part of the game too. Mm-hmm. It's part of the game and, and uh, you have to play around it. Whatever the, whatever the rules people make, you have to play around it, you know? Right. I know cafes and and you know some of the people go up and they do dirty stuff and that's you know like and the audience love it and that's fine you know but sometimes they go up and the audience is not with them and I'm going like okay what what are you doing so what are you you know what I mean are you trying to prove that you can do something or are you being artistic you know the thin line between being artistic and being but I don't, I mean, as far as when I'm writing, I don't worry about that so much because that's not what I do. I did a job, I did a thing about, I did a thing about gun control, you know. Um, every time, every time someone kills a lot of people with guns, someone comes on TV and say, guns don't kill people. People do. You know, I'm going like, how can they say guns don't kill people? You know, you know. I mean, I don't, well, that's just my opinion. Well, uh, guns don't kill people. Somebody has to tell Tupac because he thinks he's dead. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's just his opinion. <laughs> and, and sometimes it works real well. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, the audience don't like and I go like, I want, I have a gun and I want my gun to kill people. You know, if my gun don't kill people, I'm taking it back to Walmart. I'm going to have a talk with the man. And then, like, just having fun with the idea, not really taking a political stance, you know? And then just like that, you would be swarmed in your Twitter mentions saying, who is this Kirkland Meadows? This Kirkland Meadows needs to go down now. Cancel Kirkland Meadows. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just having fun with the idea, you know. The smoking gun is the smoking gun. Yeah. <laughs> Just having fun with the ideas and uh, and like that. But I don't, you know, I don't really get that kind of backlash or anything I do. You know, I used to do a joke about, uh, I used to do a joke about Haiti. You know. Whatever they say that is, you know. 
Yeah. Right. Now, being an elder statesman in stand-up comedy, do you... I don't know if I'm a statesman, but I'm elder. Well, oh, well now, nowadays, they're called legends. It's no more. It's, uh, yeah, we've jumped from... Now, that's that's the lingo today. You're, you're now a legend. Well, which leads into my question, do, is there or has there ever been a mentor program between, of course, experienced veteran comedians and younger aspiring comedians? Like, hey, let me take you under my wing and uh, let me show you the ropes, that sort of thing. Yes, but do you, it has there, I guess what my thought is, is that has there, is there a pay it forward where the person or the quote unquote intern who will pick you up from the airport and who will do a, a small spot for you and they, and the, the, the veteran comic will look upon that as, uh, you know, the younger comic being grateful in the sense that 
when there is a bigger time or more more time or more venues or even actually going on the road will there is there is there a reciprocity or paying it forward that way Right. I can go to LA, I can go to San Diego, you know, but I can't go to New York because I got a, you know, I got a commitment to work. Of course. But at some point, hopefully, uh, at some point, when I feel, uh, I can go like, okay, now I can sustain, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He comes to LA all the you know, he comes to LA every once in a while. You know, and I, I couldn't have forgotten him when he was here because I had to work, but people like that, people like Eric Myers, people who, who you know, you know, and, you know, so, you know, there's always that connection and you can help him because he doesn't have a car. He's Ubering around, so you can give him a ride and, you know, he has enough crowd to go like, hey, give this guy a couple minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and I have to, I have to kind of get out there more, too, because I've been going up, like, just going up, like, in, in uh, Long Beach. Traffic, traffic in L.A. is the worst. I told Miami it was bad. Oh, of traffic course. Traffic in L.A. is terrible, man. Mm, I'm Maybe sure. I work at 630. Okay. If I get out of work at six thirty, I'm gonna to get to LA at quarter to nine. You know what I mean? Oh wow. Wow, that's crazy. And, and it's just it just it's a lot it takes a lot of energy to push that to push, you know. I mean there's nothing that can stop you. It just takes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of energy to push forward. So another thing that I wanted to ask is that do you happen to, well, I don't necessarily know if it's even hit you yet. Do you miss South Florida? Because it's only I been seven months. No, I miss this. Oh, man, I miss Miami, man. I miss AZ. I miss Pam. I miss Lisa Correa. I miss the whole, it's amazing how you see someone and you get motivated. You refocus just by seeing that person. You know what I mean? You see people in that day. You get the energy from them just seeing them. You know, poets and uh, um, just all, all, and all of the, the, the crowd. I miss that crowd, man. I miss that crowd. And we are, South Florida is spoiling with, with places to work. If you want to, if you want to get on stage more, don't come to LA. <laughs> mm-hmm. But don't come back there to, to work on to get on stage more, but you gotta come if you come here, it's gonna be you gotta be ready, you gotta be focused. You know? Right. It's gonna, it's gonna take a lot of energy. No? But I miss I miss I miss everybody there, man. I 
Uh, yeah, I'm sure that she'll be, I'm sure that she, uh, will be, uh, very pleased to, uh, to, to know that, uh, you, uh, you acknowledged her. She, she thinks the world of you, actually. <laughs> so you gotta go out there and go like, where is the show? And, and like, it's not like Miami is a small community kind of like the it's so huge, you know. And you run into people, you don't run into people as much as you run into people in Miami, you know. Right. Well, Kirkland, um, if you haven't, if I haven't told you this before, or I'll say it again. I really have appreciated you contributing to our programs over the past, you know, nine years. And I, my biggest regret is that I was never able to compensate you fairly for the times that, you know, you, you uh, participated. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, everybody's going, why did he say that? That was so rude. No, man, I appreciate it. And especially now, I appreciate it. There's nobody going like, hey, come on out. Let's do this. We're going to work together and get this for the sake of the art. You know, everybody's like, it's a kind of a selfish thing. Maybe because I'm out of the loop, like, kind of, but I don't see, I don't see that, uh, Well, I'm sure that you'll eventually get there once once right. you'll uh, once you uh, get your rhythm. But um, just know that if you ever come back this way, you know you always have a platform with me. No, I said whenever you come back this way on your own accord. At least you have a stage. I can promise you a stage. I, uh, I don't necessarily know about transportation and lodging. You may have to like thumb it in order to get over back here. But at least you'll have a stage and at least you'll have a mic whenever I can. I, I can definitely give you that. I can guarantee that for you, Kirkland. Oh. And I, I, I bought my mic and my, and then someone stole my car. And I had my mic and my lights and my spotlight and everything in it. Oh, man. I know, man. It was like a bad movie. I was going like, what is going on? But, you know, that, that's way fast now. <laughs> I didn't get the call back, but, you know, it was all messed up. But, you know, I got it back for me. Okay. So, It's like, it's, it's like hot. It's, it's not hot. 
like the sun is out and it's not nobody sweating, you know what I mean? Right. Like Florida is just, the humidity is crazy there, you know what I mean? And I go like, wow, you can walk in the park in the sun, you know, you're not sweating or anything like Florida. Okay. Well, we're just at the final stretch, but I wanted to find out, did you have any aspirations? I know you talk about writing, but did you have any aspirations about doing more TV, like more screen, like you did with with Labor Days, is there opportunities in order to get into those uh, okay, well, ventures? I mean, well, it's kind of you can get in a circle stuff, and I'm not really there yet, but I'm open to it, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm open to it. Uh, I, I the other day I auditioned to play. Uh, they had a small play. Uh, um, Throwing ideas or something like that was the name of it. They need someone to play Mandela. And I go like, I'm going to audition for this. And everybody said, I look like Mandela. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't get the part. But, you know, it was really interesting. It wasn't me. Really, you didn't have to do voices. You just had to, like, it was kind of like just uh, motion in, in a recording, you know? Right. So, uh, you know, I said, hey, I can do this. So it's just something. That's the only thing I do, like, different and Like help 
who come from Miami, you know? Right. South Florida. Not really just Miami, South Florida. And, 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 and uh, other places too, but comics I know, I don't watch. Comics, especially comics that I see and go like, man, they would work here. You know what I mean? You feel like, you can feel that kind of a, an audience would go, oh, the audience would love. I don't know, comics do that. Audience would love this person. Or audience would, you know, you can kind of tell them what the audience is like and you go like, man, why isn't that comic here right now? You know? And you want to provide that platform for them. Okay. Well, I have to uh, find out how that all goes. So we'll do a, a second installment in the next six months and see how you progress. Okay, uh, I may have to do it from under the bridge, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm playing it safe, but eventually I'm going to start taking chances again, you know? All right. That's what it's about. Well, once but, again... Uh, I congratulate you on the move, and I, I uh, you know, look forward to uh, hearing about more uh, adventures out on the West Coast. And hopefully, when you get back this way, you'll be performing in a larger venue like the Improv. I'll be at the Miami Arena, Miami Arena, on Saturday night. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Kirkland Meadows presents the Urban Hip Hop Jam at the Knight Center in Miami. Okay, I mean, all right, you know, you just do like four or five minutes up front, you know, mm-hmm. just give them a chance to get some exposure, and then I'll go and do the real show. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well... As always, Kirkland, thank you so much, and uh, take care of yourself. Of course. Okay. All right. Well, this was episode 21 of the Kevin Johnson program, where we speak to individuals in the creative community in South Florida and beyond. So we'd like to thank you very much for tuning in and getting to know these people. And you can find us on SoundCloud, Anchor, as well as Google Play. And don't forget to like us on Facebook and Twitter under Kev John Pro. That's K-E-V as in Victor, John, P as in Paul, R-O. Once again, thank you very much for listening, and we look forward to seeing and hearing you at the next episode. Take care.